Welcome back to the show. This is the Accounting Podcast, and I'm David Leary. And I'm Blake Oliver. And we are still at uh, Sweet World, talking to NetSuite customers, Blake. And I'll introduce our next customer. This is uh, Jason Balk. He's the CFO of Media Place Partners, which is a marketing firm. Is that correct? Correct. Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump right in to the elephant in the room. I looked at your LinkedIn page. You basically, you're not an accountant. There's no, like, not even like a stint in an accounting firm, but you're the CFO. Can you yes. bridge this 25-year gap for me? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, st- I started out uh, going to school not knowing what exactly I wanted to be, right? I started off uh, architecture. I went into like six or seven different like engineering type of uh, degree programs. Couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do, but I always had jobs. So I always worked full time while I was going to school. And uh, one of the first jobs I got out of uh, school was working for an ISP. And um, so I managed the AR for an ISP of a bunch of dial-up customers in the late 90s. So from an accounting perspective, where does my accounting experience come from? Some college classes and some hands-on experience. Um, So essentially what I did is uh, I was taking a lot of uh, computer science classes at the time. So I started getting a little bit of programming. So I was just trying to figure out ways to make my job easier. And so it was working for this ISP. And so I, I managed all the AR for uh, for the business when it came to the, the, the internet clients. Automated that. And what time was this? This was in the late 90s. This is like 97. Oh, so this is like the peak dial up. Oh, yes. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, AOL. Yeah. We send out CDs just like AOL did and, and everything else. We're a little seed like in Grand Rapids. What was the name of it? Uh, it was called US Exchange. Ultimately, like, believe it or not, <laughs> going back to the dial up, Earthlink is where that company now resides. Um, but that's probably through 10 different, uh, you know, M&A activity uh, throughout the years, the last 25 years. And, well, and fun facts, Earthlink is still around. Yes. You can still buy dial-up. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, like, if uh, the, the TCP IP settings still come on computer. I don't know, right? Yeah, I'm sure it does. But um, There's somebody with that pretty pink iMac yeah. that's still dialing up, you know, into that ISP that you used to work for, I'm sure. And this is like 39 bucks a month and you're sending out oh, invoices nine, and collecting payments. Yeah. 10 bucks a month and you're sending invoices and collecting the invoices, which is a lot of manual work. Absolutely. And you're and like, there's so, got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. So uh, we, we looked at uh, bringing on a, a, a solution uh, at the time. Uh, it didn't quite work out. Uh, that was my first uh, experience with a system implementation. Um, and like I said, it didn't, it didn't quite get to where we needed it to be. But that experience uh, let me automate my accounting department and then also let me open up some opportunities within the existing business to work on the CLEC side and get involved in like uh, system development projects. So the what I, side? What's that? CLEC? Yes. Yes. What is so, that? Um, man, now you're really testing me, right? <laughs> A competitive local exchange carrier. So uh, there's some DRAG going on in like 97 with all these like, you know, the, the, the bells and whatnot. So it just opened up a flood of, you know, let's just say a couple hundred million dollar companies getting into that business and then trying to monetize and sell out. So um, what I ended up doing is I ended up getting involved on the, on the main part of the business and uh, connecting systems, doing system integration work. So again, where's the CPA stuff come in? 
uh, yeah, because you don't really there yet. you don't really look like a CFO. I gotta no. say, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you work for a media company, right. but and you've got like the. Did you used to have a mohawk? Um, one day, no, one time. I, I, I never have shaved my hair down to the skin. I, I heard that that's not a good thing to do, but pretty close. You could if you wanted yes, to. You've got yeah. it going, and you've got the nine-inch nail shirt, which I love. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, and and the sneakers. Yeah, you don't look like a CPA or a CFO. Yes. Yeah, so. Computers got me into the founding finance world, and I just been able to parlay that. So I, I left the select, went into um, consulting world, a company that ultimately got bought by EMC Consulting. But we were doing system implementations for e-commerce companies, everything kind of around that dot-com bubble of the 2000s. Um, so after I did that, I went back to media place partners which was known as integrity at the time and um i worked with scott my partner at the the select the isp he interviewed me for a job i never worked for him within two weeks he got moved somewhere else i think this company went from 60 employees to like 1500 within a year and a half so it was like a huge um just like behemoths like startup company and uh, we ended up connecting back together for integrity um which is now media place is now media place partners. partners. We 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 bought a traditional media firm back in 2017 and took on their name because we were pretty much a white label solution for traditional agencies, where we just bought all the digital aspects and buying for them, and then we white labeled uh, all the you know platforms and reporting and whatnot for them, um, and just kind of did sort of outsource services uh, for digital buying and planning. So he's like, hey. Does anybody have any experience implementing anything? And you're like, way back in the ISP, I did it. And they're like, great, roll out Net yeah. NetSuite. Is that kind of how the... That's, that's kind of how it went, exactly. Um, back in the day, there was a c company called Right Media that was a NetSuite customer. This is in like 2004-ish, let's say, 2005. Um, ultimately, uh, they got bought. They're one of the first programmatic exchanges uh, in, in the world, they got bought by Yahoo for roughly a billion dollars in like 2009. So we were at the forefront of all the programmatic media buy-in uh, space. So we do a lot of integrations with all of them, hence my background. So really my background comes from computers and system integration and just extracting the data. And now how can I create processes to make sure all that information is accurate? Well, over the last 25 years, you pick up audits, everything else. And so that's where a lot of my uh, experience came from, from the finance world, um, was just like on the job training, <laughs> put the, uh, yeah. So, so David and I have an app called Earmark. Okay. And, you know, we, we buy ads, we, we have a campaign on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, sure. that sort of thing. So we're tiny now, we just do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But I imagine that, you know, as we grow, like, like at what point would we need the services of a media place partners? Um, I guess that really just depends. I mean, you try and handle everything you can internally until it becomes too big of a problem where you need the expertise to bring it in-house. That's usually right around the time it makes sense to talk to somebody. But, you know, the marketing world is so fragmented. There's different people to talk to about the creative aspect, the media buying aspect, you know, um, the messaging, the, all the brand stuff. Um, our clients, we typically like to work with clients for over half a million dollars in like media buying on an annual basis. So uh, we have several cli 
accounts that are larger than that. So like one of the recent wins was a Trinity Health, which so we're buying media in roughly 25 different okay. states wow. for about 50 different uh um, hospitals across the country and so we built kind of platforms to help us communicate with them and then also communicate with the the, the platform so you mentioned you got earmark yeah so uh, you're going to go check your stats at some point in time see how much money you made off yeah of i want to know what you did with that half a million <laughs> yeah, right. what did i get for it right <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah right uh not much right uh, when it boils <laughs> down to it um in time, right? It all comes with scale. Yeah. But uh, so that's that's usually kind of like the inflection point where we we start to have conversations with folk is right, right around half a million dollars okay. in, in media buying. So my daily budget's about fifteen dollars right now. Oh, so yeah, I'll have yeah. to come back yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We're familiar with companies like you and we just say like, <laughs> you know, hey, we'll 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 help you out, give you some pointers and, and everything. Yeah. Um and then uh, let let you take it from the, from there. Is it all digital? ads that you're buying or is it like across media? It was strictly all digital until 17 and then we bought Media Place Partners. That brought along some client relationships, uh, specifically like a Spartan Nash, which is a large regional commercial grocer, um, like kind of like a Gordon Food Service as well. Um, and then lo local colleges and universities. For a while we were doing University of Notre Dame, all of the Mendoza College of Business. So when you ask me, is it all digital? No, nowadays it can be anything. Anything that somebody's willing to buy ads on. Got it. Um, if you wanna, I, I'm going to U2 tonight. So if you want me to put your mark on the sphere, just let me know. Okay. I, we have those relationships oh, that, too. That would be great. We should talk about this. The green, our logo is circular. Okay. You know, I think it could fit really oh, yeah, good yeah. On, yeah. The, on that ball. Both sides on the of the outside ball. Of it. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Or like these billboards, I've seen some of the partners here, yep. uh, some of the vendors at Sweet World, have purchased uh, ad space on the strip. Yeah. Like, so you're walking as you're walking to Caesar's Forum, you're seeing an ad for Topalti or yeah. Those University. are some popular tactics that people use, especially if you're going to go into a conference and you're looking to increase your customer base. One, you want to get out some of the branding, let them know you're here. But two, there's also other things you can do where it's like you could geofence, you know, this specific building. So anybody that comes in and out, you can grab device IDs and serve ads to them at a later point in time. There's just so much technology in the in the marketing world. <laughs> MarTech, ad tech, you name it, right? Oh yeah. Um, that there's a lot but of we'd hire options. your company and your account manager would help us. If we're like, we want that screen and they'd figure out how to make it happen for us. Absolutely. Yep. And then get us the reports yep. afterward. Yep. On so that. we'll build a plan for you. We'll tell you like, okay, you know, you're coming to NetSuite. We think you should spend X amount in budget. You should be on some billboards. You should do some, maybe some OTT, um, obviously some social media and, uh, you know, put a plan together, let you approve that plan. Once you approve it, then it goes into execution mode. And uh, once the campaign is over, we deliver some wrap up reports, but you get real time insights into your campaigns on a daily basis and what's tracking and what's not. The best marketing these days is data-driven. Yes. And I think that's what attracts finance people into marketing. Uh, I agree. Right? It's, yeah. it's, and it's, it's so analytical. I mean, you can, you can really dig down into, I mean, it's, it's sort of, I, I, whenever somebody complains about like how Facebook tracks us everywhere, I say, well, actually, it's really good for certain people. Like if you're an advertiser, <laughs> you know, you can really reach a very targeted audience now. That's how my 30-year high school reunion got going this past year, and I held it at my house. So where do you go? You go to Facebook, and you implement, you know, different uh, different tactics. Just get in front of people, yeah. you know, and uh, and let it work. It's let it work. It's magic.
One of my favorite, uh, so this is sort of a, I digress slightly, but I got to <laughs> share this. One of my favorite, it might've been a Planet Money episode, um, was these young reporters talking about, you know, Facebook's changes to its tracking. Um, and to make it personal, they each kind of took a look at their Instagram to see, you know, how many trackers do I have? I, there was some sort of like disclosure that Facebook started doing. So you could decide if you wanted to be tracked or not. Yep. And you could turn it off. And at the end of the episode, these two young women who are actually, they like buy a lot of clothes on Instagram, which I do too now, right? They, one of them decided to turn off the tracking and the other one said, you know what? I, I don't want to turn off the tracking. I love these targeted ads, you know, like it's, right. it's, it's like, I would miss it if I didn't. Yeah. So like. My fa I'm wearing the first pair of shoes I ever bought on Facebook. You know what I mean? I, I came across Oliver Campbell and, uh, you know, just yeah. happenstance, you know, but to me, like I want relevant ads, you right, know, I'm right. not, you know, I got four kids at home. I'm not necessarily looking for, you know, for apps for my nine-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I want to buy something for myself occasionally, right? They get enough of my time, but, um, you know, so the, the relevancy, the targeted ads and, and what are you giving up in some cases? Yeah. Trust me. Look, there's bad actors that can ruin it for everybody, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're smart enough to figure that all out at the there, end. Of there are perks to it. It's, you know, we're discovering new products we never would have seen before this, this hoodie. I, I discovered this brand online yeah. through, I think they targeted me with an ad, you know, and I bought it. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of those people. Half of it works. We just don't know what half, right? So there's a whole yeah. market you guys could go after. Accounting firms need a lot of marketing help. You guys could oh. the whole market if you're interested in chasing that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, no, the problem accounting firms has, have is they have too much work, not enough people to do it. Right. Th that's too, right. You know, so now let's shift the marketing over to employment services, you know, hiring. Right. So that's, they just switch the marketing budget around for different tactics. Right. Oh, I got too many clients, not enough workers. Well, let me shift some budget to get the workers and advertise your firm as a place to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, uh, that, that brings us to, um, your team. Like what's the, what's the accounting finance team look like? <laughs> uh, I, I laugh because, um, I, I try and be as efficient as possible. So it's me and a controller and we manage, um, it finance and HR. Now I do have developers that work on a team as well. So I have a couple of, uh, uh developers and a sysadmin. So us hold on, hold on two people. You're, you're doing it all with two people on accounting and two people on accounting. Yes, absolutely. So I've been on that suite since 2007. Yeah. Um, back before they had like some sweet success in different like pre-configured bundles specifically for media. So back in like 09, I was actually brought in to help with some media bundles to just help make it a little bit more media friendly, the, the platform. And obviously over the course of the years with my background, you know, we just have done integrations with probably about 15 different other platforms outside of uh, NetSuite, you know, you name it. It could be Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all those. You know, we're pulling down all of the data uh, through the APIs on a daily basis just to, you know, to help out our clients understand where they are in the buying process, what's being delivered and everything like that. So, And you're pulling all that ad data down into NetSuite? And then uh, do you yep. have like a front end for your clients that yes, in NetSuite? Yep, exactly. So we built a front end to, to a combination of NetSuite and our ad servers. So we built uh, some proprietary 
tech stack that essentially will go in and grab all the information. Clients can log into that, see all their data. That data is married from all of the ad servers and different companies and vendors that we utilize along with NetSuite. So we pull data from probably like three or four different systems right now to present it to our client and to let them know where things are at. So if they have a new order for a hospital in Boise, Idaho, uh, to start up a, a Facebook campaign to uh, hire nurses, um, they can put that information in there, then we can start collecting it, getting all the, the resources, all the assets, you know, the creative assets and whatnot, and get that campaign up and ready for execution. So, that's incredible. I mean, so it's the automation that's allowed you to stay lean. It's absolutely the automation. And uh, I kind of take a pride on that. It's just like, you know, the, one of the first things we did is automate AP and AR you know, as soon as we got on the platform. And I was uh, mentioned earlier, there's a company called Right Media um, that got on NetSuite back in the day. Well, early in the 04 to 06 range, there's a lot of um, advertising companies. That was kind of a frothy market. So they were looking to get on platforms where maybe so, a lot more companies were on. It just helps you out with M&A, right? Later on down the road, if we're all on the same financial platform, it's easier to move across. So we kind of made a, a purposeful decision to uh, go with NetSuite over some other alternatives at the time because they weren't cloud-based solutions. So that was a huge thing for, for us, you know, as we're used to working in the cloud where, you know, you, other companies, yeah. it's just like we want on-premise. So we just embraced the cloud and the APIs. And I think I heard you say that was back in 2007. Yeah. That was very early. I mean, that was like most people, cloud was not even on the radar. Right. At least when it comes to accounting finance. Yeah, even back then, Microsoft Dynamics was still premise-based. Wow. And obviously QuickBooks was still... Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was at Intuit time, and I remember we used you would hand it, we created luggage tags to people, like, join the cloud, take the trip to the cloud. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where everybody's mind was. And it was like, is it secure? Like, that's, like, nobody asks if the cloud's secure anymore. Like, we've right. gotten past that. But it was, yeah, those were the early days. Yeah, no, absolutely, right? So um, it just, uh, it, it, it's real interesting. Nowadays, you know, uh, if I was to go in and, you know, do a, a whole new um, process of selecting a, a vendor, it'd be a much different it's a much different world that we're in, you know, so um, probably a lot more competition at that level, but um, we've been pretty happy with NetSuite. How, um, I think for a lot of the customers of NetSuite we've spoken to, many cases they're newer, two, three years, they've been on, you've been on it for decade plus. <laughs> yeah. And just in you understanding um, computer programming a little bit, you get this concept of technical debt. Yes. Where you make a decision, you write some code, and then... You got to go back and fix it, but it just gets sloppy. Does that happen to you? Just your... don't ask me to quantify that and put yeah. in some like goodwill or somewhere on the balance sheet yeah. with that. But, but yeah, does that happen debt. to your account accounting data when you're on a, the same system for so long, and the way you ran your business those years is different? How you may run your business now versus the way you'd make a decision about data? Do you do you have technical debt in your data? Um, I don't think of it that way. Okay, um, I do understand the term technical debt. And I'm always pretty conscious, like, you know, we, you know, another reason for using different systems and combining them in, in ways that we do is like, you don't want to just have data sitting in three or four different systems, the same data, right? So how can we rely on certain systems to have access to those data points? And then how can we pull them out and collect them? So that's what we do a lot of our stuff. And, you know, in, in our business, NetSuite is a single source of truth. So 
everybody uses it. So our salespeople are going to use it. They're going to go in and put in their sales orders. Once the sales order is in there, you know, our trafficking team is going to pick up that sales order, start configuring the campaigns and, and in a manner that makes the customer journey very purposeful and similar throughout. So if you're going to get a contract from us, it's going to show you exactly the line items that you're going to buy on and, and everything like that. So we're not just like saying, oh, we're going to, here's a million dollar budget. Here's a million dollar invoice. You know, we break it down uh, based on delivery and how it's been delivered. And all that's done through third party tools that we've connected to, like I said in the past, to be able to point and click. At the end of the month, all my reporting is already pulled down for me, right? That's pretty simple to push a button to have all that data create my invoices automatically inside of NetSuite. And so that's why I'm able to get away with a lot of different things. And, and I have a great team and my controller is awesome too. So, um, you know, I guess that's, it's not, uh, it's, a, it's a unique scenario. It's not uncommon though, right? Um, have you been coming to Sweet World for a while? Uh, yeah, I think, I think my first one was back in San Jose but when they were doing them there. So I would probably been about 10 of them now, I think. How much of the suite are you using from 0% to 100% of the suite? Yes, I would say uh, within that suite, I think that we're using about 70 to 80% of it. There's certain aspects of it that we are not using um, that I know that I could turn on. Uh, but, you know, there was an advanced revenue recognition back in 2007 when I hopped on, right? So we have created some tools to just kind of look at the, the, the contracts and automatically create invoices based on that, you know what I mean? So I'm not having to work with uh, RevRec schedules and a bunch of other things. Everything is kind of handled, you know, with some some tricks of you, the You built it before they did. We, I built it before they did, so I was able to build it in a manner that I saw fit and then also, you know, in many cases kind of follows the logic of what they would do as well. One more question. I see here that you are an angel investor yeah. Yeah. and you are on the board of uh, a number of groups. Um, tell me about that. Tell me sure. about your investing um, or your angeling. Or yeah, you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we invest in uh, early stage startups uh, for the most part. It was something that uh, me and my partner, uh, Scott Brew, is their CEO, and another friend of ours, we got together. And this was probably about 12, 13 years ago. And we're like, you know, we're successful. How can we help other people be successful? And part of that was trying to come up with an idea of investing in local tech companies in the Grand Rapids area. And there wasn't a whole lot of that going on at the time. Um, so we started doing that a little bit. Um, you probably have about 15 to 20 different angel investments. Some of them were in funds of funds. Some of them we handle on our own. Um, and uh, it's really just from, it just came out of networking and just being in the industry and being purposeful about trying to help others or if somebody's willing or ask you a question, you know, you can provide some, uh, you know, maybe just some direction and what they're looking to do. And being, I've worked for probably like four different startups, so to speak. I understand that world. And I also, you know, scaling from, you know, over 50 employees into the next realm and, and, and some of that stuff has, has helped me just navigate different directions where some of these folks are going. So it's really fun and interesting. Uh, it's been fruitful. Um, I'm not going to lie, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's... Well, that is the point, hobby. right? It, yes. The point is to make money and yep. you've helped people along the way. And yeah. That's yeah. great. But it's, uh, it's, it's very fun and very rewarding. And 
I kind of think of that as that's that's like my hobby, you know, going to concert, listening to music, and helping out the young young enterprises. What's your favorite uh, concert you went to recently? Um, so the 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 oh, that's a good question. I'm going to you two tonight um, at the Sphere. At the Sphere, which yes. is for anyone who doesn't know what that is, go search for the Sphere Vegas. Yes, and it's going to be super check it out. super awesome. Um, the last concert that I I went to, I like comedy shows as well. So I went to a Justin Neck concert, Anthony Justin Neck in Detroit a couple of weeks ago, and uh, went to uh, Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder and the Earthlings had something going on in Chicago during COVID. So I got to go there and see Chad Smith from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Andrew Watt and a bunch of other guys just go out there and, and, and just play. So, um, and, and then one other one, Pearl Jam in Indianapolis. I had fifth row tickets to that one and they canceled it an oh. hour outside of the show. So I didn't get a chance to go oh, to that no. one, but they're going to reschedule it for next year. So um it's back on the list you know what i mean so all right fingers crossed for you for that yeah, one appreciate awesome. it jason balk it has been wonderful talking to you uh really appreciate your time yeah no thanks guys appreciate it thank you